and I'm trying to figure out how to get this screen to like rotate or something. <laughs> what the hell are we doing? I don't know. So we can it's see fine. you, We're but you're, you. you're like you're Hawkeye Junior. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Oh, yay. Now I can not be dizzy. Okay. <laughs> how are you guys? Now that you technology settled. Yeah. Oh, we were a little stressed out. We tried like three laptops. None of our webcams wanted to work. We're like, oh what gosh. is happening right now? Oh my gosh, how fun. So um, how are you guys mother, daughter? How do you know each other? Yes, yes, mother, okay. daughter. Oh, yay. Uh, cool. Okay, so um, let me get my little note card. Not, not like... Okay. <laughs> okay. So, um, is this your first time? Yeah. Yes. Okay. And so, um, so Christina, is that, and then your mom? Yes. So I'm Christina and my mom, Cindy here. Cindy. Okay. <laughs> Cindy. Cindy. Yeah. Cindy. <laughs> Uh, cool. Where, where are you guys uh, zooming at and from? New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Cool. I have a lot of East Coast all of a sudden. How'd you hear about me? You know, I, I was on this like spiritual medium kick and I was obsessed with T Teresa Caputo's podcast and oh. I was on Spotify and I was like searching medium podcasts and you were the first that came up and I was like oh my gosh she's amazing and and your your voice like you just sound like a loved one of ours and I'm like he just makes me feel at home <laughs> oh so that's so nice of you that is so sweet so there's been a young male do you have a young male on the other side like someone that passed before we felt their time yeah okay all right that's okay uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm so excited <laughs> i'm so excited too uh, so um does does he belong to you mom he a, um he was my ex-husband's little brother okay as a peer okay um it's it's more or less okay one moment he's uh, like my brother-in-law christina's uncle oh, okay so did he die did someone die um Okay, so okay, so that was kind of like because you mentioned something, it was like, okay, let me tell you what I was already getting. So let okay. me kind of backtrack and start okay. from the beginning because um, I love, I already love what's happening. Um, just energies that's trying to make themselves known, really. Um, and so, um, so what's happening or what's going to happen in the reading um, is it, sometimes it's a transition. So if I start to pick up on something that doesn't connect to the soul that we're talking on behalf of, if you could just open your mind to any other souls that could be over there that can connect to that, that'll allow us to transition to uh, whoever needs to come through. Now, sometimes they'll talk about earth side stuff. So like things that are like they'll say, they'll give me something. And so I'll say, do you know someone that went through this or is going through that? And then oftentimes, because of what I just mentioned, people only think of those in spirit. They don't think about anyone that's gone through it on earth because there's things to talk about there, you know, sometimes. So nonetheless, uh, moving forward, that's kind of how that works. 
Now it's recorded because oftentimes like things will connect later. And so that's kind of a fun thing to do. Uh, the reading kind of extends out. Um, and so especially re-listening gives us another opportunity of hearing things differently. Um, Okie dokie, but I have to find out. Um, Cindy, is your mom in spirit? Yes. Is your dad too? No, my dad's, he's still our side. Okay, so do you have, is your, are you married? Um, I'm going to get married. You're getting married? Yes, on Wednesday, next Wednesday. <laughs> oh, and your mom, she's in spirit and there's just energy around her. We just need you to know like this new developed version of you, this new chapter of life, this new curated skin of like, I'm going to do me. It's celebrated. Yay. <laughs> yes. Oh, your mom will be there at your wedding. Oh, lovely. Your mom will be there in spirit. That's why I'm like, are you this wedding thing? Like what's going on with this marriage? So, um, uh, so you've gone through realizing and finding out who you are, I think, with uh, Christina's dad. Oh, but, yeah. So, I, I've had, this is number three. So I've had a couple. So but Christina's dad was the first. There's, there's, it's, so it stems from that. It roots down from people reminding you of what you believe you weren't capable of doing or feeling it's like all these narcissists in your way and all of a sudden you have your winner yay <laughs> yes oh my god that's so funny <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yay 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 and because you're living your heaven on earth right now people need like we all the angels need you to surrender to trust that this isn't going to get taken from you because I think that now you're doing all this in your season part of life. It could be hard for you to fully invest. Like, yeah. <laughs> that big breath of not feeling the need to carry chaos to find happiness. Yeah. It's weird, right? Like yeah. it's calm and collected and we can stay there. We don't have to have that internal self-sabotaging chaotic bullshit anymore and we could just like sit there in peace yep so so, true. so cool okay so let me go back to what i was doing <laughs> <laughs> so um now do you have are you not really talking to your dad probably as much as you you are was Is that you well we're my my father lives in California and we live in New Hampshire. So I just spoke to him today on the phone. Oh, you were know. talking to him today. Yeah. Uh, um, Cause then that's what she was showing me. She was showing me you were talking to him. So I wasn't sure uh, what that meant. Normally for me, that means like not talking. So is he gonna be there for the wedding? No, no. Cause it's like, that's what she meant to say. She, he's not gonna, but are, is your wedding something small and casual? Yes. Yes. Very small. Just the kids and us and the grandkids. Sweet. So that's what she's saying. Um, 
is it's very small and casual uh, and it's very like non-traditional like your wedding dress is even probably non-traditional it's just very uh, vintage it's we're getting married at graceland it's an uh, uh, <laughs> cool yeah so it's very 50s themed <laughs> okay perfect um okay so okay the young the young So the young, so the, the male that passed before we felt their time, did he have a good laugh? Did he have a good like sense of humor? Oh my God, Jen. <laughs> yes. He has your laugh. <laughs> he's, he's the one who we think you sound just like. <laughs> he's literally laughing with me. He's literally <laughs> And um, it's <gasps> a smile that we are just, craving to see again it has to be that kind of sensation it's like it's very nice to experience so i just need you to know like that's really existing on the other side oh something about the ladies was he a flirt uh <laughs> you could say that yeah oh yeah How funny. Um, did he die though unexpectedly? Okay, see now this is where I'm thinking. It, it could, might be someone else, huh? It could be. So in addition, so- uh, There's two young men that it could be. Okay, so, 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 so who is the lady, more of the ladies man? Cause all of a sudden I'm flirting. Oh, that's my cousin, that's my cousin. And then there's someone else then um, who's showing me more of an unexpected. So was that cousin ill before the passing? Okay. No, my brother-in-law okay. was. Oh, okay. The other one. The cousin, the cousin was unexpected. The cousin was unexpected. Okay. Okay. Now does the cousin, was the cousin, did the cousin pass or did someone pass from like drugs? No. So there's, medication coming my way and that's why I'm getting kind of locked up on confusion so was he on so, medication so our my uncle oh, he, okay. he was ill because he he wasn't taking medication that he could have been taking to prevent his illness progressing progressing did um did someone deal with any like kidney issues um it could have been because he was really bloated at the end there. Yeah. Oh, okay. So like kidney, liver, colon. I mean, it's just like all. I mean, it, was, it was a all organ, organ failure. Uh, organ failure at that organ, point. Organ. Okay. Failure. So if I'm seeing all these different things, then that's probably going to acknowledge just the failure of the body. Okay. Um, so did the cousin die in an accident? Yes, he did. Okay. Was it a motorcycle or was it a car? was the car accident okay because it's an automobile accident so people yeah. got, if i say car it's a motorcycle if i say motorcycle people it's like well it's a mobile automobile <laughs> 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 um so he um so did he go through the windshield or did he go forward on something 
he was in the passenger seat, but something came through the window and penetrated. Through the windshield or through the, yep. wind, the windshield? No, through the windshield and it went into him. Okay, so that's what he's trying to acknowledge is the going through the windshield. And okay. And then he acknowledged that he didn't suffer or pain, suffer or experience pain uh, because he died on impact. I believe we believe so. We believe so. There was a there was four people in the car. He, he it was in, uh, something a tube uh, from a car in front of him. Our, our truck went through the windshield and impaled him. Showing me the final destination scene of the the yes log. The log. yes yes yes. Ah, crazy! So that is how that happened. That actually happened. Yeah. So, listen, this guy though is so funny about it. He's like, "Can you believe it?" <laughs> He's like, "It's the funniest thing." <laughs> oh my god. I have to tell you, they don't care how they die over there. They get to talk about it because they got they get to show up and like it's a flex. Oh, yeah, right. And he is inflexing with how he died because this is the coolest form of passing over. Like, like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So although we may feel on Earth like that was tragic. He's coming over here and he's giving me a very unapologetic form of his interpretation of how he feels about it. That's so funny. Oh my God. Uh, so I think that if he's good with that, then we need to release any kind of pain or hurtful sake of knowing what he went through or thinking of what he went through because that's not what this is going to, you know, that's not what that was all about. Right. It's accident. Oh my God. That's so funny. That's <laughs> it, it was so long ago. You know what I mean? It was a long time ago. But there's sensations of your sweet little hearts that when you wonder or think back on those moments, right? I mean, pain, yes. experience that kind of pain. I mean, gosh, that's like freaky. But yeah. I got to talk to something. He goes, but you know what? It's allowed Christina sensations of fear. Um, so Christina... That's your baby? Yes. <laughs> uh, um, so you may, I believe you carry fear in ways that don't belong to you. You have a lot of fear that don't belong to you, Christina. Um, and so there's sensations that you, okay, let me tell you what you've done. Let me tell you what you did. So let me fix my like beehive hair. I don't, <laughs> you know, it's so funny. Like do mediums have to have big hair? Like. <laughs> Is it just oh all these god. antennas that are like? <laughs> oh my god! Um, so what we've done with your energy um, is you've allowed your ability of listening to be on autopilot to where you've put yourself in people's scenarios and situations and traumas and stories and journeys to where you say things I can't even imagine going through that pain. So while you are imagining going through that pain you have accumulated these little golden nuggets of what they went through and they're fear-based. And so therefore you'll say things like, I can't do that because my friend did that and that happened to her. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. You would rather stay home and be safe. And it's like, yeah. you just. <laughs> Especially now as a mom. <laughs> yeah, it's because the uh, fear of something happening to the baby, right? It's like, this kid cannot experience trauma. This kid cannot experience pain. This kid cannot experience any bacteria. This kid can't experience. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. How funny. So you should know that being that high strong about things that you're avoiding will only run in the way later when he derails from your path, because the only way to have fun is to learn. So Let's change that narrative as you progress through softening up your expectations for yourself because you have high expectations for yourself. And the only reason why you feel like a failure is because those expectations aren't real and you can't hit them. And so your continuous inadequacy is just being fueled by your stubbornness of saying, I'm capable of being the best. And so all of a sudden, <laughs> and so sometimes you know you don't like being tired you don't like being exhausted but you're tired of being tired but i'm going to tell you what you're actually being tired of you're tired of feeling depleted because you don't know how to control your energy so therefore you outpour and you don't receive anything that's going to make you better because you have to compare and contrast your strength and your capabilities to everyone else around you and so you just have to make sure that you are um, aware of those things because you don't want to make a mistake. And the not wanting to make a mistake is hindering your ability of being confident in your choices. And it's because, so listen, mom, you healed. And there is a version of you that parented your daughter that I think that is no longer who you are. Absolutely. And so we're dealing with this reconfiguration, which I'm so proud of you both because you both carry such trustworthy values to each other and grace to where you both are learning and understanding. But I, um, I you should know uh, that, um, Christina, you are not healed from that version of your mom. Like you still feel like that version of her is exists and is in your head telling you certain types of things for you to think certain things. But also I do believe that you didn't agree with some of the way she parented you. And I think- <laughs> No, I'm just laughing. <laughs> but mom, that's why you changed. That's why you pivoted. It's because you understood what was happening when you were repressed and you became unoppressed. Like, isn't that funny? Un oppressed so you can see clarity and from that clarity you perceived new ways of doing loving and repair and from that you say that's not me anymore that's not me anymore we're going to do it this way i'm going to love differently i'm not going to take things too seriously we're going to take pressure off we're not perfect and we're not going to act like we're perfect so this pressure that's being removed needs to be respected your soul uh christina needs to hear that <laughs> <laughs> um, because 
it's a beautiful insight when I look at your life because your momentum behind being the mom that you are tells you that you can't trust your mom in the way that you need to now because she did not miss her mark when she needed to heal. She took the mark and she ran with it. So now you can trust her on a different level and you're relearning that trust and you're letting go of your control in ways that you can surrender because this shit's hard. The more you realize this shit's hard, the more grace you have for your mama bear and the more understanding and the more acceptance you have. Therefore, you're grateful. You're literally, I don't know what I would do without you. And so from that point on, you both have been able to repair this beautiful generational lineup of what it means to go through a healthy generational pivot. You both showed up and you both are continuously to do that. Now, how things run in the way is when the second generation overcompensates for what they did not have as the young girl. Now, this is what you need to remember. You are the person you are healing, not your baby. Your baby has no experience about the mishandling. So here's the deal. You have to buy yourself shit. You have to give yourself experiences. You have to do what you are wanting to do for your children, child, because what that's going to do for you is heal the version of yourself that did not feel understood when your mom was a different version of her. She's incapable of doing what you needed to do because you're the only version that can show up to the version of within yourself that said, I was mishandled. So you get to become the adult that you felt your younger self needed, because that is the only way that you can prove to yourself that you're capable, that anyone is capable of doing what you felt crazy your mom should be doing in the beginning. So it's like, it's, it's this internal healing process because at the end of it, you don't blame your mom. You don't think she's really done anything wrong. It's something you don't understand because it's a spiritual embodiment of trauma of generations that you weren't here for. That's so true. Oh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so the reason why you're emotionally but yet so strong is because you came into this lifetime carrying people's mismarks. That's why you're an old soul. That's why you're very sensitive because you're not here for pain. And you have to remind people what pain looks like with your sensitivity. That's why you're going to be the overcrier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, that's me. Because if people see you in pain over and over and over again, they're going to eventually change. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So moving forward, we have found a new trust. We have found new realizations and new discoveries because at the same time, mom, you have also said, you know what? I'm not here to create, or you said, I'm not here to duplicate. I'm here to create. What are your needs? What can I do for you? Because this whole time I've been parenting you the way I was either raised or what I thought was necessary. And you're here to teach me. So teach me. And you calm the fuck down. I tried. I did. I think so. I think I've definitely calmed down. <laughs> Is that fair to say, Christina? Oh yeah. 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 Isn't that cool? So it's, it's, it's a permission to say, heck yes, we're on the right track. And so therefore we can then surrender in doubt or insecurities because Christina, your mom, I think loves to make more mistakes than you because she's realized her mistakes has gotten her where she's at, which is great, you know, bliss and whatnot, where Christina, you're trying to avoid the bullshit that you saw your mom go through. Yes. Yeah. We went through some shit. We did. We did. You put up walls and boundaries and said, mom, this isn't going to be the way it is. And she changed. 
I believe that your mom was being mistreated. And I think that you were trying to speak up on her behalf. And I think that she was picking people that were mistreating her over you. How do you make sense of that? I mean, I mean, my, my dad wasn't like the best person to her, but they got out of a relationship when I was very young. Um, but I think that how he treated her broke her a little it bit broke me and I look like completely. my father. And I think that that's like, I know that she had issues in how she treated me because she kept on saying my father. Like I never, I, I don't recall that, but I know that that was something that she struggled with. Cause she's like literally, you know, well now though, she looks like my mom, but that's not that. Neither that's neither here nor there, but I'm, I'm my dad, but <laughs> You know, when she was younger, yeah, he broke me completely and I allowed it to happen. And now I, looking back, yeah, I let him do that to me and I should not have. And I took it out on her. So that's exactly what I said. And in essence, though, that doesn't make sense right away until we get to talk about it in theory of like, well, you really did choose her, him over her. And in return, the abuse was all over. The mishandling was all over. And so that's why the resistance was there. That's why, you know, Christina, you didn't feel heard. You didn't feel validated. You didn't feel like what you knew was truthful, but yet look at you guys now. That's the most beautiful thing is we can never look back and say, I blame myself while I was repressed. So although you now know the truth, it doesn't mean that we should have done it differently because every soul tests another soul. So what you did in essence was try to provide, you know, the men you were with, with marks not to miss. And they, with their lack of due diligence and their lack of care, chose differently than what they should have. We have a spiritual contract and that agreement you would stick to if you realized if that was something that was in your knowing, I agreed because your word means something to you, you would stick to doing what you were called to do through the divine timing, which is to remind people of what they are capable of. And sometimes you have to be um, the person to receive the abuse, to show people their true colors so that way we can understand where the harm was really being had. Because how can we blame you for giving somebody the chance of change when you, everyone deserves that. So in addition to healing, we look at you and say, thank you for overgiving the chances, but next time around, don't overgive chances. So we just have learned those lessons. So Christina, then of course, for you, you can view your mom differently and be like, I understand what she was doing. She was giving choices and chances for them and they missed their mark. But what she did wrong was give too many. So now you can just be okay with learning intentions with people. So that way you can then feel confident with unplugging from someone that's not giving you what you need. That will require you to tap into your needs and to take better uh, work at your breathing and pressure and um, really slowing down and grounding yourself because your brain is very filled with a lot of stuff. Like you're in your head a lot where as your mom has lived enough life where she doesn't give a fuck anymore. She's just trying to live the happiest life she can. And Christina, you're like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Like you're spot on there, but oh my god, that's so funny. This is funny. So <laughs> good, right? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna slow down because 
you think, Christine, the, the thing that you are timid by is innocence, childlike behavior. So there is a part of you that gets turned off by adults acting like children. And oh yeah. So therefore you've you've blocked yourself from being a child. Therefore, your childlike tendencies will never come out. You may feel like you're taking things too seriously. You may feel like maybe you could play more or listen to some more music or dance again or sing again or draw again or write again. You know, it's like all of these childlike things are coming up to remind you to chill out because you can be a kid too, because the version of you is in control of the young version of yourself to where you can say enough is enough to where people that you compare adults to with young tendencies don't have control. So stop comparing your younger self needing to come out with childlike tendencies to people you disrespect because they don't know how to take control of their younger self. Fair? Yeah, fair. There's a version of you that didn't get to play enough. Because she's going shopping. So you need to shop more and stop trying to save all your money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my God. Fair? Well, yeah, because she was more of my, I always equate her, she's my first, as guinea pig. My best friend. She was my best friend. We grew up together. We ended up growing up together. But she was so also she where you learn to be the mom with her. Yes. Yes. And so as you navigate that processing, you have to then both of you just say things like, well, as you're navigating your new motherhood, that's what she was doing. So the pressure, the unrealistic unhuman expectation of feeling the need to hit every mark is going to run in the way and you will become trauma. You will become the trauma. Right. So I know, Christina, you're like really worried about that, like trauma. And so you need to chill out so you don't become the trauma. Right. And I, and if I'm being honest, I have a person in my life who is very much like that. And I know what that looks like but you're not causing trauma right now so don't think that your brain came in all of a sudden and was like see i told you you shouldn't do that <laughs> so you self-sabotage so you literally need to calm it down because your opinions that you tell yourself when anything comes out as if you were did something wrong is going to attack and it's like oh yeah crunch up and it's like so many sharks in your brain and they need to be like jellyfish. Actually, they're jellyfish and sharks. Hold on. Woo. I don't know why there's only these little marine animals. I wonder if there's water and like ocean. Um, but there's just a lot of like animals. So jellyfish is going to give me sting. So things are going to sting. So your ego will be zapped. Your sensation of thinking you know more is going to be zapped. Uh, you going back and saying I was wrong will be zapped. Like those sensations of taking full initiative of the control of your life is going to be zapped with this jellyfish. And the sharks are keeping you grounded. And so you just have done a lot of like, to be safe, I got to self-regulate my own surroundings. So I'm going to tell myself if that was too much or too little, or if I should have done more. And that's why you think about, dang it, I should have said something when that bitch was being a bitch. You know, it's like, there's a lot of these like. 
<laughs> oh my god. Get out of my head. <laughs> Get out of your head. I know, right? <laughs> oh my god. Oh. And so that's like all of these little triggers because that all matters more than your rest. So I get it because you've yet to say to yourself that you believe in yourself. You've yet to say to yourself that you are good enough for yourself. And if you're going to sleep in, damn it, you're going to sleep in. If this means that you don't clean the kitchen, that means you don't freaking clean the kitchen. If this means you don't do your laundry and if you have 10 loads behind, then guess what? Your little mommy blogs and the people on Facebook can just go shove it because it does not matter. It's true. Yeah. Cool, right? So this information is core, you know, it's given to me by your loved ones. So this is, you know, it's not going to be like information I just can see. It's like your loved ones are giving this to me. So um, if I know this stuff, this means that your loved ones know this stuff. Okay, so let me go back to. I'm laughing about the surgery. <laughs> Oh my God. So was he headed, was someone headed to a trip or going on a trip? Was the cousin headed to work? No, I think he was just going out on a Saturday night. Was he young, like 17 or 23? He was 20 or 21. He was young. Uh, in between, that would even be better. 18 and I said 17 21 and then in between would be 19 20. okay um he was going on a trip could this be someone else yeah I mean, I had a, I had a friend like in high school that was about 17 and he, um, he was going on a trip. He was 17 going on a trip. Yeah. Like he was, he was driving away for Easter. Like he went, he was going to visit family. Like to Texas or something like a different state. No, it wasn't too long. It was, it was in California, but it was like an hour and a half away from like where we lived, maybe two hours. So do you guys, so Manteca, Modesto, like. Palm Springs. Huh? He was going to like Palm Springs, I think. Palm Springs. Okay. And that was, you said, a friend? He was, he was a, like, yeah, in high school, he was a, he was like a, a friend. Like, yeah, he was a close friend. And, and, okay, okay. So he was in your same class or like you were guys who were in school age though, right? Because all of a sudden I'm in school. And we then... were, yeah, we, we didn't go to the same school, but we, because um, I went to an all girls school, but he was like my, he was in my guy through my guy friend click. Got it. Okay. Now, was he one of you, like, would it be fair to say that he was probably one of the first people in your life to have passed so unexpectedly? Yes. Yeah. So he's coming through as a version of a soul that needs to come back to that version of you because there's a part of your soul that he is taking responsibility for that stopped you from investing emotions to relationships because anyone could die at any given moment. And that's when you 
found that out at 17 around that time. And so I do believe that's a sensation that you probably have a hard time understanding why you can't emerge into trusting that you can feel loved and belong in love where you might even be aggravated and agitated at that someone loving you to the extent that you deserve. And so pluck that because that's a defense mechanism of you not being able to feel free to surrender to people's life. So sometimes we will have people that are a crumb effect, like where because they died in a tragic way or in a very crazy way, um, the ripple effect is going to impact souls. And so because you were just a friend or a peer, it's going to cause a ripple effect. And so you didn't lose like a family member per se, but your soul, your mind, and your body all went through a reality check in that yeah. season. And so from that, you have to tell that self within yourself that you're okay to surrender. You're okay to trust spirit because that was the other that was the first initial time that you didn't understand God. Yeah. By God, why would you take someone of that magnitude, a great soul, someone that did not belong to die, someone that did not belong out of this world? Why did you take him out? So this soul is coming through, making sure that we understand it's okay to find peace of mind with the release of surrendering trust in this life and don't be afraid of people's lives just being plucked out because that was for their experience that was for his family's journey yeah and that's so important you know that every orbit requires the generational pivot and you are the generational pivot so mom you should know a lot of people don't view the way that you do like you changed you pivoted out you missed you did not miss that mark like you could have continuously been on that path that you were on so it's really cool though that they keep showing me how we're all here to just pivot out of what you know the habits and the behaviors but your friend so 17 going on the trip so did he also die in an accident yes is that why you have fear of driving yeah. Pop, 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 pop. I'm popping those fear bubbles because we can't be afraid anymore. And I think you're afraid of your baby choking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Big time. <laughs> I just, yeah. I, I have like many irrational fears. And that's one of them, yeah. So let me tap into you further because you are a person that can see the future. Um, and so you, uh, prophecy, 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 prophecy. You're, you're someone that can see prophecy. You're someone that can see, so your dreams come true and your premonitions and your deja vus, um, you're very tapped in and it's like, you're not even seeking that out and it bothers you. Um, yeah. And so you've got to take control because you're here for a purpose. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my gosh. So you see angel numbers. 
Oh my, oh my God. God, that's so funny. She was just talking about that this morning. Yeah, just talking about what was it, eleven eleven or something? I see them all. Eleven eleven, three three threes. But there's this specific number that I see all the time, and I was like, "Can you guys fucking tell me why I'm seeing this damn number all the time? It's such a weird number." What number? Thirty four. Okay, how old are you? Thirty four. <laughs> But I'm like, why? Why am I seeing this number everywhere, everywhere in license plates? Like I catch every 434, 334, like everywhere. And okay. I was like, I just want some damn answers. And then you were coming on here and throwing down some knowledge on me. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm getting my damn answers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What, uh, you connect to the number seven. What's your favorite number? 12 and three. Okay, so here's, okay, 12. They asked me what your favorite number was. Perfect, thank you so much. All right, I got some answers for you. Oh my God, look at what's above 34. 12, 12. Because I, I wrote the 12 down here when, because I said, how do you understand number seven? And then they said, ask her, they said, ask her your favorite, their favorite number. And as so I wrote down 12, but then I looked up here and I saw 12, 12, because I'm about to acknowledge the 34 and what this can mean for you. Oh my gosh. How fun. All right. So here's the deal. Number 12. Number 12 is a phase in the one through 10 phases of growth. 12 is when you have waited too long. So when you are exceeding and going through life, they're going to give you the age that you cannot miss the mark. Then you need to acknowledge the changes that need to be had so you don't become your worst fear, which is a lot of other things. So what we need to do first and foremost, we need to trust that we're all okay. We're at peace. We need to trust that all the souls are on the other side and they're okay. You don't need to fear the, you don't also need to fear the second thing. You don't need to fear the other side ever being demonic for you. Everything around you will be positive and Oracle and angel. There's nothing negative. So stop with that bullshit because these angels are amazing. The only thing that you feel negative is the dark entities that we are required to have to have the good. So you are a very strong empathic person and that's why you feel dark, but that's not dark. It is polarity. In order for you to have negative, you gotta have the positive. So in order for you to have the positive, you gotta have the negative. It's a battery. So view it as a battery, okay? So are you afraid of a battery? No, we're thankful that there's a negative and a positive. Okay. So what happens from that is that we will have negative energies that will bring forth a stronger suit of emotions that connect through negative reactions, annoyances, fears, aggravations, being impatient with people who don't work the same as you, the work ethic bullshit, that has to stop too. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Guilty. Yeah. 
Um, and so what's happening with the 34 and the 12 is that there's changes that needed to be had a while ago about yourself. And there's parts of you that you trust that you're doubting. And so the things that look, well, two years ago, that's 2021. There's probably a lot of things that could have happened in 2020, 2021, as far as your ambitions and your dreams and your goals and how you put them to the side. And then your family was starting. It's like, I get it. So there's things that's, that needed to continue through with this 12, 12. So you're 34, you keep seeing 34, you keep getting reminded of your physical earthly age because the time is only ticking. And so this isn't just to say, hey, we're all around you, you could smile now. It's literally, <laughs> it's literally to be like, okay, you're not listening to your own intuition. You're in your own damn head. We can't get through to you in your visions because you're not listening there anyway. So we're going to give you tangible numbers that you should say to yourself, well, shit, I'm 34. What do I need to do in this life, this age? Well, so here's the deal. 12 is your lucky number. 12, 12 is getting very hard. So there are things that you needed to have done a while ago. You need to ask yourself, what is it that I need to fix? What do I need to do? Where do I need to make adjustments? Better yet, what accountability do you need to take place? Because although you feel mishandled, you too have created harm and pain like everybody has. And so if we can then just say, all right, in my healing process and my repression, I've mishandled your soul. I have not mis I have not understood your needs. Therefore I got reached. So we're, whoever you like freaked out on, you just need to be like, Hey, I'm sorry. Because that was not my intention. Those are not my intentions. Like this repair of love, these real, cause you are not here for pain. And when you react and you cause someone pain, you can't live with yourself. And so you stop with, you stop at expressing yourself. If you feel like your anger will take over and that gives you your emotional block of not expressing yourself freely, where you don't know what to say and how to express yourself because we have anger and rage. Yeah. And all of this is covering, if I flip this over, it, you're sad. And, and it's like, that's all you are. You're not an angry person. You're not a rageful person. You're just sad because you don't belong in this planet because you're, you're just not here for anything else except for change. But yet you want to become complacent and you want to get comfortable because of people's fears. And therefore your journey on earth becomes very, very, very boring. Fair? Yeah. And so if you can spice up your own inside of saying like, oh, I matter and nothing's going to happen. Let's go do more. Your, you, your vibrational way of living is going to inflex and things won't piss you off as much or like you won't be phased or bothered or annoyed. You know, it's like you're going to work at yourself. You're going to be the one to appreciate yourself. And that's really what needs to be done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, it's funny because I, I was just thinking the past couple of days, I was like, why am I so easily angered? Like what, where's this rage coming from? Like I snap at my kids and I, I don't, I don't know where that, like, why I have that in me. And um, yeah, so that's very interesting that you brought that up. So whenever we are using our children as emotional chopping blocks, where they, I'm because I, I used to do this and sometimes of course I still do. Um, but I recognize like, whoa, hold on, hold on. That's a me thing, not a you thing. I need to go outside for a moment and talk to you in the way that you deserve. That is going to need to be required. 
within you becoming self-aware, right? So yeah. it, it's because it's a lack of therapeutic care. It's a lack of getting decompressed. It's a lack of release. Nothing crazy will happen to you if you yell at your children. Nothing happens. So we feel safe to express our emotions outward when it comes to the lack of understanding our child's needs. It's when they become a bother. It's when they irritate us. It's like, I'm trying to figure out my own shit and you feel more of a priority. Well, yeah, they are. So something that has to happen is that we have to take care of ourselves and heal ourselves and we have to make time for that. So we set 30 minutes aside and we journal, we read, we, we pray, we meditate, we walk without the child. The child you're plugged into, you're going to hear them. You're going to feel them. You're going to experience all of that. So this is what your angels really need you to know about because that's the version of you you don't like. Yeah. Because you really are a great mom. You're an incredible mom. Um, these angels are just coming through and just really acknowledging this, this beautiful change and growth. Um, so, so do you miss your mom? Is that a weird Me? thing? Yeah, Cindy. Like, yeah, it's funny because my fiance he was just like I don't think you've like faced your grief with your mom um but I do I miss her but okay. my, yeah was she somebody that let me ask you this question when you were younger did you go through like very traditional parenting with like spankings and yelling and oh um, yeah mishandling of the arm grabbing yeah nothing too bad no but it, my parents were from a different country they're uh from argentina very uh you know very are they from Latino. i'm sorry is portugal anywhere in your family um my grandmother was born my mom's mom was born in brazil um and they spoke portuguese but but okay. um oh my God. <laughs> Wait, I wonder if I have it. So I wrote down Portuguese, Portugal in the reading before you. And she, of course, didn't know what it was because that's not a common thing here in Oklahoma City. And so <laughs> uh, whenever I was, I wonder if I can, who freaking knows however the notebooks are. Um, I'll probably find it as soon as I, uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. I just, I'm, I'm excited because I had felt that energy um, earlier. Oh, right here. I Portland, but I had also seen Portugal. But I said it's port. It's <laughs> so anyway, uh that's cool. Um so was she a woman though that was hard to see eye to eye with at times, your mom with you? No. I was more stuck. My mom always thought I was a lot like my dad. So I was more stubborn. She was not. She was not hard. You were to hard see. to see eye to eye. Like you yeah. were the one that was resisting her and not. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, did, did you go through, did you pull yourself out of an addiction? Mm, no. No, that's not fine. Really. There's like a pull out and then there was like an addiction or, or like um, a, a commitment, a commitment addiction. Um, 
Well, I mean, I literally left. Um, my mom had gotten sick and I said, I can't deal with living because during the recession in 2009 and everything, I ended, ended up moving back with my parents. So um, it was a very toxic kind of environment. My mom started getting demented, dementia, and I could not deal with it. So I moved all the way across country. Got it. You pulled yourself out of. Yes, I did. I pulled me out of that. Okay. And um, you went through a lot of changes in your life. I just feel like there's a lot of ups and downs and pauses and plays and stops and rewinds. And, and I just think that your mom is on the other side, slowing her roll down or slowing, you slowed your roll down. So that's funny. Um, it's like, it's like this slow pace, a slower pace of living. It's like the slower pace of doing. Um, and so um, you realized that you were throwing your own shit at the fan. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> because the moment you decided to take control, things really started to become better. Yes. So yes. That's, that's in essence what this is. So your mom is in spirit showing me that she's proud of you and showing me that uh -oh. she's excited for you because this life is very important for you. And, you know, you've really, you've really pulled yourself out. This is the pulling yourself out of really what could have ended your life or sabotaged your life. I mean, there was a lot of moments where you, it's like, I, I see you coming in and out. So that's so crazy. Cool though. Like, wow, what a journey. So the husband that you're about to marry or the fiance is his father in spirit? Yes. So he's coming forward. Did you not know oh. him? I did not know him. And David hardly knew him either. Because he literally left the his mom and the kids. He he grew up not really knowing his dad at all. At all. Did he start a did he start a new family somewhere? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Uh, completely. Okay, hold on. Don't tell me much more because I'm a... so he wants to come through and he needs to say he is so sorry for mishandling that relationship because your fiance views that as in he discredited him and he shunned him and put him away as if it didn't matter. But I have to tell you that the dad that's coming forward for him, his dad is saying, had I not done that, though, he would not have received the pain that he needed to become the incredible man that he is. So he's trying to say he's sorry for his pain that he had to put him through. But on the spiritual side, he's circling back. And you have to have gotten the goosebumps just now because his still came to mind. Did you? Yes. Okay. So to validate that what I just said needs to be said for him to be able to start this marriage and this new life in the way that he needs to, because this is a big deal for a soul who jumped through the hoops in curating a life that he has, because he is a man of strength based off of his choosing a free will, because he could have done other things, but he chose to take the higher road of respect and honor with his life right now. That's what his dad is coming back around with is I'm proud of him and I'm in respect and honor of him. He is twice the man I'll ever be. And I know that he did a lot of the things that he's done. So he could circle back and say it was, he was capable because I showed him incapabilities and he never, he's a man of his word. 
his dad is saying that he is a man of his word. You, that your fiance is a man of his word because his dad failed him in so many ways that he had to become a version of himself to prove to himself that he was worthy and capable of being the dad that he needed. And that's what's happened to him is that he's able to curate. But you know what? At the end of the day, it still sucks and it's still hard and it's still very painful. And so he's coming through with a very hard apology and a big accountability because that just was not had. Wow. That's just, that's just awesome. You both have done a lot of work on yourselves and you both deserve so much joy and bliss. And you need to know that your guardian angels are on the other side, celebrating every mark that you guys have not missed. You weren't expecting him to come through at all. No, I, I didn't even, I mean, seriously, not even, but it's like one of the best things I think that could have happened. He was being honorable of your reading because he's, he waited to the very end. Wow. I do have a question right quick though. Do you feel Christina had a miscarriage earlier? Well, how many months ago? In November. But you can have another baby. Your tubes aren't tied, right? <laughs> yeah, I could have another baby. Okay. So is your baby now almost two? Um, she just turned one in February. Oh, oh, February. That's two for me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. One moment, because I'm not going to bullshit anything about a miscarriage, right? So I'm like, give me some information so I can then acknowledge some things. So, and they gave me your baby now, and they gave me the number two. Um, and so then the baby. I also have, I also have two daughters, and they're both born in February. Ooh, even better. <clears throat> so, um. Did you have a grandparent though that you were close to, a grandma over here? Yeah, that's uh, my mom. Yeah. Okay, because she's the one that's being the one. So she's going to be, she's saying she's with the baby, the miscarriage. Was it just so collectively though? Uh, I had miscarriage two. Two? I had one, yeah. Thank you, because I was going to say collectively there's two. Oh my God. <laughs> All the twos. Two and two, so it's like, yes, so, so, but the reason why I was wondering if you could have another baby uh, is because I see you have another baby and I see you <laughs> experiencing what it's gonna feel like as the mom you wanna be from the beginning, but can you get there before that baby? Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh. That's why you had to have the miscarriage, I have to tell you, because that baby saw you not doing what you could be doing had you had this experience. You're going to be a different mom from this point on, and you're going to give an opportunity for a soul to be loved in the way that only a healed person can love, because that's why we're trying to change the planet. We're trying to correct the healing process for everybody around. That's why there's documentaries around Pamela Anderson, Britney Spears, Lady Gaga, all these celebrities, Lizzo. Everyone's normalizing 
Thank you for not killing yourself. Thank you for loving. Thank you for the changes. We're all modifying the way we're looking at life. And so it's our jobs as parents to start before we can then be accountable for another child because what's the point of doing it yet the same? So now you can understand that a missed marriage is not in essence a painful, uh, like it's not a, um, a dagger. It's more or less, wait a minute. We can give her more time to heal and she can hold that baby differently. So that's all. <laughs> so I'm going to pull a couple Oracle cards for you. Uh, these are just tangible cards. Usually it's really fun because they'll pull out cards that correspond to any words that were used or any messages that were said before. Um, or they may give us some new ones. Let it go. The situation no longer serves you. Allow me to sever your energetic connections to the past so you can embrace the future. So is that a, a, around your miscarriage? Wondering if you'll have another miscarriage because they're eliminating the fear of another repeat mis miscarriage. <laughs> oh. Don't settle for less. You are a child of the divine and you deserve to have your dreams come true. Don't give up. Yep. Have no fear. <laughs> oh my God. <clears throat> this card reads, fear is a trap of the ego. Allow me to use my sword of light to free you from the disqui disquieting feelings holding you back. If this last card is a female, it's because you guys have the female empowerment. Oh, that's a female. <laughs> Embrace your life purpose. I am guiding you towards your divine life purpose. Whatever makes your heart joyful is what you're meant to be doing. And so if we can lever the female line here and know that you are being represented in the female genealogy of all ages, and look at the warriors, look at the power, look at the strengths, look at the magic, look at all of the chemistry and, and the confidence. And that's what you guys are going to embrace from this point on is you're going to just know that your genealogy and your angels are all around because everyone means the right business. We're doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, ladies, so, so much. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much. Oh, my gosh. It was amazing. It was Thank amazing. You. Thank you. Thank you seriously for your trust. And I will send this over to you, but if I forget, just remind me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank bye. you. Bye.